Good morning. Good to see everyone today. And uh, man, it's it's good. It's good. It's a great day because it's a day that the Lord has made. Man, it's good. Uh, you know, I want to introduce myself. I'm Corey Clark. I think I've preached here once before, but it's been a while. No, it's good, man. I, I'm telling you. Um, you know what? It's uh, so good that this body of believers, this our family, uh, let us have four weeks to go in rodeo with Alyssa. And, and uh, man, it was a great time uh, uh, for, for Alyssa and rodeo, but more than that, it was a great time, a family time. It was a great time for me to uh, just relax, regroup, refocus. And um, it's been good. And I just want to say thank you for that. I thank you that um, we were told, man, you're missed. And it's really good to be missed. Uh, it is. It's good. So thank you for that. And, and um, you know, I seriously can't thank this church enough in, in allowing us to do that, to, to go and, and uh, enjoy that time. But I also want to say thank you to everybody who stepped up, everybody who, 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 who filled a role that needed filled, and whether it was uh, a teaching class on Sunday morning or it was preaching uh, or whatever it was. Thank you for stepping up and doing that. Uh, um, it's great that we have a, a body that is full of people who will, who will do that, who will step up and bring the word. What a, what a blessing that is. And um, I just want to say, uh, Beach Run is an awesome place. Amen. It's a different place, but it's a good different. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will tell you, for all those who who are, are new and old uh, comers. Uh, if you're here for the first time or you've been here forever, Beecher Island is a non, an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I say that every Sunday because I, I truly believe it. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't say it. I believe that we are a, a church that seeks God's Word and His prompting. And we are not about religion or laws or tradition. And I want to always fight that we allow God's Word to be our guide, our heart, our life, our church. Amen. And that's why I truly believe that Beach Island is different. But it's a good different. I want to say this morning, graduates, 8th graders who have gone through continuation, congratulations. I want you to stand up though. If you're graduating college, high school, continuing from 8th grade, stand up. Don't be shy. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And let me just say, um, it is awesome to have a church that has that meaning uh, in it. What a blessing. It is good. Um, an announcement. Next Sunday, if you were here for class time, uh, you got this announcement, but I'm going to give it again because I know several came in after, just came for this morning, which is great. Uh, next week, parking lot church. Uh, during COVID times, we, we went to parking lot church and everybody loved it. Uh, not because of COVID, but it was just different, right? Um, so next week, uh, park out there in a big half circle, bring your lawn chairs, sit in front of your car, whatever. You can still gather, okay? You can go over to your neighbor's car and sit with them if you want to. But, but uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be outdoor church afterwards. 
the church is gonna gonna cook some hamburgers, so we'll provide the meat, and uh, we just ask that you come and join in that. Bring a bring a side, bring a dessert, and come and enjoy a barbecue after church. Uh, it's gonna be good. So uh, next week, hey, and invite a friend. Bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with you. It's gonna be good. So uh, it's been a while. Uh, I almost forgot where we were at, but I got it figured out. We're in the book of John. book of John is where we've been studying. Uh, chapter 5 uh, is where we've been. And, and uh, last time I was here, I, I do believe that I talked about a paralyzed man at Bethsaida. And we talked about how in Jesus, in Jesus, we can all get up and walk in Him. No matter what we face, no matter what we go through, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what life throws at us, in Him, we can get up, get up and walk in Him. And what a blessing that is, but we're going to continue on in, in John chapter 5, and um, we're going to read verses 15 through 47. I'm only reading that many, though, so that we have context, because it is deep. <laughs> so we're going to cover maybe, maybe four this morning. But, but I want to read it all so that we have context of what Jesus is, is giving to us in, in this, in this uh, reply that he gives to the Jews. And so uh, uh, John chapter 5 is where we're going to be. But before we do that, why did, God, why did John write the Gospel of John? Been a while, huh? <laughs> That's right. It's John... Chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you'll have life in His name. And that's why John wrote this Gospel, and that is the, the, the way that I'm trying to, to devour this and bring it to you. In the terms that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing we'll have life in His name. What a blessing that is. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we are here together, united as brothers and sisters, studying your word, praising your name. And what a, what a blessing it is for us to have the, the people that you have gifted this church with to, to, to sing and to lead us in, in praising your name. And they do such a, a, a marvelous job in leading us in that. I just thank you for them. I thank you that... We just get to lift you up in song, God. And it doesn't matter how we sound. You tell us that just, just sing. Because it's all a glorious noise to you. It's praise to you. And I thank you for that. I thank you for your word. And I, I just pray that our hearts and our minds are open to, to your word. And that we just uh, draw on it and come into a closer relationship with you this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, John chapter 5, verse 15 to 47 is where we're going to be. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. 
Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do, for whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself does, and He will show Him greater works than these. Amen. That you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father, he who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son to have life in Himself. And has given Him authority to execute judgment also, because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear His voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will but the will of the Father who sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive a testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than, than, than John's. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father Himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard His voice at any time nor seen His form, but you do not have His word abiding in you, because whom He sent, Him you do not believe. You search the Scriptures, for in them you think that you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. And do not receive honor from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receives honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my word? 
There's just a little bit there. Amen. Just a little bit. <laughs> it is good. It is God's Word and it is good. It is full of instruction right there from Jesus. But I want to ask you this morning, uh, have you ever been given news that you just wanted to go and tell somebody? I'll give you a small example. When my girls were young, I actually really liked this part of it because Christy could never surprise me. Because she would tell the girls and the girls would come tell me. So there was never a surprise. The problem was, though, is it went the same way for Christy. I could never surprise her if I told the girls, right? There was, there was one particular, one girl in particular in our family who just would love to share. I'm not going to share who that is. I'll let you guess. <laughs> but, uh, but if she knew, everybody knew, which is great, right? She was not afraid to tell the truth, not afraid to tell the truth, so it was a blessing. Uh, but, you know, when we get, this, we get excited about news that we have, we want to go and share it. We we're going to share it. And that's exactly what this uh, paralyzed man did. We talked about this a little bit last time I was here. But, but this man who had laid there for 38 years by this pool, hoping that the pool would heal him, Jesus heals. It says, get up, take your mat and walk. And, and he didn't even know who healed him. And then he, then he goes on, right? And, and, and Jesus finds him. And then he goes and tells the Jews that it was Jesus. And a lot of people want to be hard on him because of that. Well, he... He went and told the Jews that it was, that it was Jesus. You know what? He was excited. That's the way I look at it. He was excited. This man walking now and the Jews asked him. He was telling everybody who would heal him. And you know what? Anybody who would listen, he would tell. Well, the Jews were listening. The Jews were listening. They were, they were uh, uh, furious with Jesus because he had broken the Sabbath. He had healed on the Sabbath. But... Have you ever just stopped and thought about that statement? That Jesus broke the Sabbath. Is it true? Did He break the Sabbath? In their opinion. In their opinion, absolutely. But you know what? The Jews sought to kill Him because they truly believed that. They were so tied up in that. But let me be clear about this. Did Jesus break the Sabbath? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was, it was, it, there was not supposed to be work on the Sabbath. But there was nothing that prohibited anything of necessity or of mercy. <laughs> so did Jesus break the Sabbath? Absolutely not. That's right. You see, uh, these Jews were so tied up in religion that they couldn't see. They couldn't see the sun. They, they were so tied up in, in their rituals that they couldn't see the Christ. They were, they were so tied up that they couldn't even see the one who set apart the Sabbath. Who then performed an act of mercy on the Sabbath. But there's so much more to this. There's so much more to that he didn't just break the Sabbath. You see, he goes on in verse 17. In verse 17, he says, My father has been working until now. And I have been working, and I'm just going to be honest with you, I had to just stop and just ponder on this, this scripture. He says, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. And because I want you to think about this, see, uh, when God finished creation after the sixth day, he rested on the seventh, and it was Sabbath. He rested on the seventh day. 
making Sabbath. But Jesus says here that He's been working until now. You see, when sin entered this world, God's rest ceased. From that day forward until this day, He has been working to bring all mankind back into fellowship with Him. He would provide a means of salvation. He'd bring the gospel to all generations and, and continues to. From the time of Adam's fall, when sin entered this world, our God has been working continuously. Continuously. And He will until the day that Jesus comes back. And what a blessing that is, right? The same is for Jesus, though. He said, and I have been working. And I have been working. Jesus was engaged in His Father's business. And His love and grace could not be confined to only six days. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that it is not confined to six days. Amen. Praise God that we are not left one day a week on our own. I mean, have you ever thought about that? But uh, God rests on the seventh day, so he, the Holy Spirit jumps out and goes and rests. Huh. I, I'd be a mess. I'd be a mess if, if the Holy Spirit left me and God rested one day and, and, and I was left on my own to go and fight this world. I barely can deny my flesh with the Spirit in me. <laughs> you know what? Praise God that He has been working since the day sin entered this world to bring us back to Him. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You see, though, The Jews couldn't see. They couldn't see the sun because they were so tied up in their in their ways, in their religion, in their in their law, in their tradition that they couldn't see the sun. But you know what? They they couldn't see the fulfillment of prophecy right there in front of them. They couldn't see that that, that Christ was right there in front of their eyes. But brothers and sisters, that concerns me for us. That concerns me for me. I don't want my head ever crammed so far up into religion that I can't see the sun. And I don't ever want this church to be there. See, uh, I don't want this church to ever be about rules and regulations and religion and not be about the relationship with Jesus Christ. I was so excited when I, my family and I came to this church because that's how I really felt. I felt like, you know what, you're not about legalisms, you're not about religion. I say it every Sunday, but it's truly my heart. I really feel like it's not in the way, but you know what? doesn't mean we can sit back and relax and not have to worry about it. Because it can sneak in at any point. You know, I think that a lot of times churches split over some of the craziest, uh, I'm going to say dumbest stuff. That's right. They, they split because of the color of the carpet. They split because of the way the service is laid out. 
They, they split because of the way music is done. They split because of the way the songs are sang or what songs are sang. They, they split because of how long the preacher preaches. Don't make me short nor long lengthen. I told somebody this morning five minutes because I'm a little rusty, but I'm already past that, so sorry. Let's not be about church. I don't ever want to be about church or religion. I want to be about Jesus Christ. Amen. So thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, I will tell you right now, though, that I fight every day in my own mind to stay out of it. And uh, I'm going to ask you to pray for me and to pray for us as a church to stay out of that and truly be in Him. Uh, don't ever let me preach religion from this pulpit. And I hold you guys accountable for holding me accountable. Amen. And so uh, please do that. Let's always be about the Christ, the Son of God. As we continue on, I, I pray that there are some religions and some theologians that will sit on this set of scriptures and just read it and consume it. Because it is good. It is good. Jesus lays it out of who He is. And it makes the Jews even furious, more furious because of what He says. Verse 19, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you. We've talked about this. Do you remember what it means? In the King James Version, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Or it can be translated, Amen, amen, I say unto thee. I'm going to translate it into um, Matt Miles. For all of you that were here for Matt Miles and Creation Truth, he had a way of getting your attention. Church! Eyeballs, eyeballs, focus, focus is what he would say, right? And it was good because everybody went, Ooh. all kids, all adults, everybody, right? But that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, focus, focus. I need you to hear this and I need you to understand this. So listen. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. There's a little bit of depth there. He's another Matt Miles. <laughs> I didn't do it like he did, but anyways. A little bit of depth there. Jesus saying, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do for whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. Number one, Jesus is saying, I am God. He's not saying I am like God or I'm, I, I, I'm working my way to be like Him. I'm not going to get there in the future. No, He says I am God. That's right. And that is good. That's right. But in that, He says the Son can do nothing of Himself. No. What's that mean? The Son can do nothing. But I want to be clear in this because He's not saying that He doesn't have the power to do it Himself. That's not what He's saying because He says I am God, right? But He says here, I can, do nothing of, I can do nothing of himself, right? And in that, he's saying, I'm so closely united with God that I do his will Amen. and his will only. Amen. The very things that I see him do, that's what I do. Think about this, though. Jesus is claiming to see what the Father does. Yep. He, he, he's making this statement that, that, that he sees this. And for, for 
Jesus, to make this statement, in order for him to make this claim, he must have continual access to the Father and complete knowledge of what is going on in heaven while he's on earth. We have to wrap our minds around that. Because that's our Jesus. He was stating his equality with God. He says, I see what he does, and that's what I do. He claims to do the very things which he sees the Father do. This is an absolute assertion of his equality with God. He's omnipotent. Meaning all power, all know, can do anything. That's awesome. To know that that's my God, my Savior. Jesus goes on in the following verses to claim seven times his equality with God. Seven times. Seven times. That's an important number that you just need to store away. The seven is referred to a lot in God's Word, and it is a good number. And seven times he claims his equality with God. It proves that he is God seven times. Let me just tell you right now, and I know most of you already know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to say that anyone that tells you that Jesus is not the Christ is bringing you a false gospel. They are distorting the truth. Anybody that says that, that Jesus is a man who worked his way to God or, or that, he is, that, that we can do the same thing is teaching you a false gospel. Right. And let me tell you, it's being preached today. Yeah. That Jesus is just a man. That's it's a not. It's not true when uh, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, from yes. the very beginning. Amen. He didn't get there at birth. It was from the beginning. And he didn't, didn't work his way there. Nope. The Christ, the Son of God. Yes. From the very get-go. And in verse 23, Jesus says, So that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. You know what? This may be one of the most important statements in all of the Bible. One of the clearest proofs in the Bible of the deity of Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you do not know who Jesus is, I want you to just camp on this verse for a while. Just, just camp on it because, you see, I, I, I skipped over a verse so that we will, we will completely come to, to the understanding of the implications of verse 22. It says, For not even the Father judges anyone, but He who has given all judgment but he has given all judgment to the Son. John 14, 6, Jesus said to them, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, no one, no one, that's not, that's not a couple. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. It is through Jesus and Jesus alone that we have everlasting life. And he lays it out over and over again for us. See, do we understand the implications of what Jesus is saying to the Jews here? And us. He is the judge. He, he is the judge and He is the one that covers all. He covers your sin or He doesn't. But let me just say, it's not His choice. It's not His choice in the matter. He is the judge, absolutely. 
But it's your choice. See, it, verse 24 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, right? Eyeballs. Right? Listen up. I'm telling you something. Jesus says, He who hears my word and believes him who sent me. Jesus already believes. It's not about him. It's about us. He who believes him who sent me has eternal life. Is that Jesus' choice or your choice? Our choice. Absolutely your choice. Absolutely your choice to choose him or to not. See, but then Jesus goes on to say, and does not come into judgment. If you have chosen him, you will not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. That's not death of the human death of going to the grave. It's death of the human flesh, right? It's death of this world, and we become alive in him. True life in him. Jesus is saying, if you believe in me, then if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. He says very clearly, you will not come into judgment. If you have chosen Him, you will not come into judgment because if you believe in Him, you are already covered. It's happened at the cross. The cross has already taken care of you. What a blessing that is. The cross, let me, let me back, the cross is not taking care of you. Jesus is taking care of you for dying on the cross. I want to make sure I'm clear in that. No misinterpretation there. But you know what? You are forgiven. You are washed away by the blood and, and you are white as snow when you're presented to the Father by Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When you believe in Him. Listen, if you confess Jesus is Lord, you don't have to look back. You don't have to look back at your sin. You don't have to look at your, your pile over there of your wrongdoings. You don't have to carry it over your shoulder with you all the time and keep looking back. It's forgiven. It's wiped away. When you come to Him, He, say, he says you are forgiven. And, and as we continue on in that journey, you are still forgiven. When you mess up and fall short, which every one of us do, I'll steal Paul's statement that I'm the worst of the worst on that. I'll fall short. I'm forgiven though. Thank you, Lord. See, we can stand with our chest bowed out for Him, not for self, but for Him knowing that. Standing in the, in the joy of what Jesus has done for us and know that we can await heaven. One day it will be good. Because... You believe in Christ. You believe that He is the Son of God. And believe in Him, you'll have life in His name. What a blessing that is. But listen, there is a judgment. There's an absolute judgment that will take place, and I am not a fire and brimstone preacher, but you can't preach it without talking about hell. Alright, Jesus has already laid it out there for us. And He's saying that there is a judgment. There is a judgment that will be faced. And if you don't believe in me, guess what? You get hell. That's not my words, they're his. That's right. By no means am I judging you in that, but if you don't confess him as Lord, it is hell that, that, that awaits. And I don't want a single person who hears these words today. I don't want a single person who may be listening online or that is sitting here today to have the judgment of hell. I mean, honestly, that should rip each one of us apart. Think, even our worst enemy would go to heaven. That's not okay anymore. And I don't want a single person to receive that. 
Especially because Jesus has made it so easy. He did all the, the struggles and the tough stuff. He died on the cross for each one of us. And He says, all you have to do is confess Me. And you'll get everlasting life with Me in heaven. It's a choice. Yeah, I know it's a tough choice sometimes. For some people, it's a tough choice. And I'm not going to play that now. But it's a choice. A choice for you to choose Him. But if you don't, it's Him. The greatest news. And we should share it just as the paralyzed man did. He went and shared that Jesus healed you. And you know what? If we, are, if we are followers of Him, we are all healed. Maybe not in this physical body. Because I hurt sometimes. One time I was told that this is the new heaven. And I said, that's not good. That's not good at all because I hurt. <laughs> My joints are whole. Getting there, I, I mean, seriously. You know what? We should be excited. Every one of us should be excited about the news that we have. The news of everlasting life. We should, we should have so much joy in us that a smile can't help but crack. Right? And if we are that full of joy for the good news that we have, we will never be afraid to share. And we need to share it. We need to tell all those around us, in our community, in our world, in our family, in our house, in our, in our school, in our work, in wherever you're at. Share the good news. Share the good news because it is good. And that's what Jesus is laying out here for us. Is that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that. I'm going to invite the music team to come up. And I just want to say that if today you're making the choice for Jesus Christ, I want to pray with you. Because that is the biggest step that you will take in your life. I think we read one of the, one of the most important scriptures today of who Jesus is and the deity that He lays out. But the most important statement, claim that you can make is that Jesus is Lord. And if you're making that today, I want to pray with you as we stand and sing here in just a minute. But I'm also going to open this up. If there's anybody here this morning that needs prayer, if there's anybody struggling with, with something in your life, if, if, if you're struggling with maybe a sin that's just weighing you down and you can't defeat it, we want to pray with you. If you want to come up here and, and, and praise with us and, 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 and lift up a, a prayer of praise to our God, we want you to come and join us in that. If you are not feeling grace, maybe you've got something going on that you need prayer for, we want to pray with you. So here when we stand and sing, I'm going to invite you to come up and pray with us. I'm going to invite the elders to also come forward because I want us praying unitedly for the brothers and sisters of this body. And so if you need prayer, please come forward. Father God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Jesus, that you lay it out for us that you are God. That you are the judge. That you are the forgiver because of you, Jesus, going to the cross for us. Dying. Being crucified, but laying in a tomb and raising up three days later. 
to walk to prove to this world that you are the Christ, the Son of God. And I thank you for that. And I just pray that we leave here today in full understanding of who you are, God. Who you are. And I just pray that if there's anybody right now that's confessing you for the first time in their life, I pray that they just come forward and, and, and we join together in this journey for you, Jesus. I pray right now that if somebody's struggling with sin in their life or just, just a struggle, maybe a sickness, that they, they just come forward and be prayed on. Because that's what you call us to do. Lord, I thank you that we can stand in the assurance of heaven because we confess you as Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand and sing with us quickly.